We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening to all you Broncos country folks out there and Broncos fans uh, waiting for what we hope is going to be the definitive uh, Broncos preview being on Saturday night before the big game. Last week, we were fairly accurate. We hit a lot of stuff, a lot of key matchups, a lot of key players, and we're hoping to do that again tonight when we go through our uh, keys for the game, key matchups, players to watch, and stats predictions. So go back and watch that. See if you know what you think about how accurate we are, and then we'll see again today or, or tomorrow if we hit the nail on the head again. I'm Thomas Hall. My co-host, Ron White, is here tonight. We are going to dive into a lot of things that you would expect from a pre-game show. We're going to dig in deep like we always do. But first, Ron, say hello to everybody. Hello, Broncos country. Uh, thank you for coming in, tuning in with us on this lovely Saturday. And welcome to week two. Hopefully, we will get a Broncos victory this week, but let's see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You, you don't know what to expect anymore, right? It's see, yeah. you get your hopes up, and then they lose to the Raiders. So it's a yeah. it's one of those things that it's a bummer, right? But you know, we got some folks in here that are jumping in. Hopefully, we can get this show in, and you guys can all go and watch the CU game uh, versus CSU and all of that, but we'll get it in hopefully in the hour and uh, you guys have plenty of time to go watch that game, but I'm going to say hi to our guy, Kevin Gray, who's here all the time. Thank you so much, Kevin, for coming and watching our show saying evening, Thomas and Ron, big mile high salute to Broncos country, Denver Bronx for life, mile high huddle for life. And we've got David Youngkin, who's also in often uh, on this show. And thank you for all the support and the comments you give. David says it's really hard to say go Broncos after all the losing. And that's right. I mean, I've talked about it. I wrote an article, uh, um, you know, about lo- the losing mentality, did a podcast about it. I talked all about it. And it it is true. It's hard to break the losing mentality. So hopefully, and it doesn't come from just winning a game or saying, oh, we got to have a winning season. It's doing the little things. And there's little things that we're missing last week that we hope to see get corrected this week because that's going to lead to a win yes definitely definitely yeah. we'll get into that more david but you know i'm I'm right there with you it's you know this behavior of we have to learn how to not lose and that's thomas right. and i were just talking about this before we went live you know a game that was easily there for the taking um you know the broncos made careless mistakes 
um, and kind of gave the game away. Um, so little details. Um, hopefully Peyton can, you know, look at the film, um, make some corrections, and hopefully this team will be better moving forward. But, yeah, it, it's hard to say go Broncos and cheering for your team when, when it's just been, you know, losing after losing. So, yeah, yeah. Saying hello to C. Chang. Welcome. Uh, thank you for coming in. Saying, let's get a win. Go Broncos. So yes. thank you very much for coming in tonight. Appreciate you thank being you. here on a Saturday. We got Rip Dye coming in saying must win because week three is not getting any easier. Yeah, the first two games of this season sh- needed to be wins because it, you're right. It doesn't get any easier. And unfortunately, they're going to have to pick up a game that maybe we didn't expect them to pick up if they're going to hit their... Um, you know, hit their goal, which I think their goal is to go to the playoffs. It really is. So uh, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. And before I jump into some of these other folks, I just want to remind everybody, right, that the Green Bay game, we are all going to be out there at a mile high huddle meet and greet. Come out, see your favorite podcaster, all the podcasters. Maybe it doesn't matter if you have a favorite or not. Come out, visit with us. Week, uh, Week seven, Green Bay Packers. Look for the big mile high huddle tent out there. I'm not sure what, uh, where we're going to be. I think it's been the same place the last couple of times, but we'll get more information out there. But just be sure to uh, come check us out, say hi. Uh, we'll be probably podcasting like we usually do. Get some fans on there to uh, say hi to the hi to everybody else. So uh, it's always fun and it's great to meet everybody. So don't forget about that, and uh, we'll we'll keep reminding everybody because that's yes. that's going to be fun. Yes, again, looking forward I, to seeing. You know, whoever can show up, looking forward to seeing all you guys um, in that matchup against Green Bay. You know, come up to that blue tent, shake our hands. Um, let's talk football. We'll probably get some predictions, you know, things like that. So it's going to it's gonna be a, a fun time. That's right. And I'm going to welcome William Cantalano in saying, I'm going Broncos 20 to 19. William, thank you for being here. Uh, it's, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say it right now, Ron, I know the commanders, they seem like it should be a win on paper. They're no joke, man. They've got a really, really good defense Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's going to be as, as easy as, as people, I hope it's easy. I want to go to bed, you know, going, yes, they, they clobbered them, but I I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think. So. Yeah. And Thomas, thank you, William, for coming in um, with your support and your prediction. And you're right, Thomas, this, this commander's team is better than people think. That's right. Um, you know, I know Sam Howell kind of now being deemed the starter is one thing. And he he seems to kind of, you know, has picked up the offense, you know, quite a bit, even though even leading back up to last year. And then now they get Chase Young back yep. <laughs> on that defensive front. So, you know, he's I think it's gonna be on a snap count, but you know, on that defensive front, it's going to be stout. So the Broncos definitely have their hands full. But again, hopefully sure they can do the little things correctly to to get this win. But we'll we'll definitely see tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll find out. We're going to be all watching it, eyes glued to the TV for sure. So yeah. Seth's coming in saying, "What's up, Bron- uh, Thomas, Ron, and Deacon Scott?" Again, we are here by ourselves. Saturday's hard to come in uh, every every Saturday evening, but. We'll try and ke- make sure we keep up on all of the all of the uh, chats and whatnot. I got Facebook open. Hopefully, I can keep up with it. Saying hi to Jasmine. Hey, Ron and Thomas. Uh, thank you very much for being here, Jasmine. And uh, 
there's a Facebook user came in. I don't know who it is saying, uh, evening guys, smash the like button and share. That is great advice. Thank you. I don't know who it is, but uh, thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. So Ron, let's, uh, let's chat a little bit. You know, we, um, uh, we have our, our format for the, this pregame show, right? We talk about the keys to the game. We talk about matchups that we are looking at. We talk about players that are, that really should be impactful. And then we, uh, you know, kind of end the show doing our predictions with stats and things like that, wrapping it all up. So um, what's your, what is your first key to this, uh, this game? What, what do you want to talk about first and foremost? The, yeah, the first key to this game, key to victory and I think I alluded to this last week, um, but it definitely needs to happen this week, is pressure up front, Thomas. Pressure on Sam Howell. Last week, there there was no pass rush at all. Last week, you know, Jimmy G was just out there in the pocket, you know, unscathed. And, you know, the Broncos have to step up on the edge. The edge players are going to have to step up. You know, I know Frank Clark is out now, but Gregory, Benito, Cooper, they must play better. And not only with them, you know, Vance Joseph has to come up and design better pressure schemes and pressure packages to confuse and get to Sam Howell. So I, I think, you know, with that and then hopefully the improved play of those edge players, they can generate enough pressure on Sam Howell to, you know, to rattle him a little bit and to confuse him. But yeah. It, that was very concerning that there was a lack of pass rush um, on the field last week. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and and uh, I I wrote about this. It, this is one of my keys, and and I, I, I this is a player to watch for me, and one of the keys of this game. I did a study, an analytical study, based on over sixty four thousand drives over a ten year period in the NFL. Mm-hmm. A drive uh, offense has a thirty four percent chance of scoring on any drive, basically. When there's a sack that happens at any time during that drive, it doesn't matter if it's third down, first down, wherever, that drops to 4%. If the Broncos cannot get to Sam Howell and get a sack, they're going to march down the field methodically just like the Raiders did. So they they have to get pressure. It is it is paramount. And, and frankly, the guy that I think has to step up is Randy Gregory. He has to go up against Andrew Wiley and beat his man. He didn't. He was absent. I didn't see really much of anything from Randy Gregory last week and they paid him the big bucks to come in. They got rid of their future hall of famer and Von Miller fan favorite MVP of super bowl 50. And they brought in Randy Gregory and he has been a flop. I'm sorry. He's hasn't been on the field enough. It's, it was a bad signing when it happened. He needs to earn his keep and it has to start this week. It has to, they have to get in to the backfield and bring Sam Howell down. That that's what uh, you know. Arizona was able to get to him regularly, regularly. If they can't do it, it's going to be it's going to be a long game. I'm, it's they have to get some pressure on. Yeah. And say hello to David McGillrath coming in with a super chat. Thank you so much Thanks, for your uh, contribution to the show. Really appreciate it, David. Saying good evening, Broncos country. Thomas, Ron, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Twelve and five. He's still going with twelve and five even after the. Even after the first week, that's yeah, good. You know, we gotta we gotta stay positive. And he's saying, uh, "Buckham times three, mile high huddle for life, Denver Broncos for life." Thank you, David. Really appreciate it. I'm glad that you had some positivity. I'll tell you, my positivity has gone downhill. It's tough to sit here. This is the seventh season where they came out didn't look very good, and you know, for fans, it's more. It seems like more of the same. Although there were a heck of a lot more positive things that I saw. Uh, in this loss last week, then we saw in the last the, the first loss in Seattle last year. So there is some things to look forward to. Russell Wilson looks better. Things look a little bit better, but there was it was still a loss, and here we are. So, man, I don't know. <laughs> I I've got it. I I really need to see a win this week. I have to. Uh, if they if they lose another one at home, it's going to be a long season. I mean, going zero and two is usually pretty tough to bounce yeah. back and, and do anything that you want to do playoff-wise. Yes, definitely, Thomas. And thank you, David, for coming in with your generosity. We appreciate you. And so, yeah, sticking with 12 and 5, that, that's good. Again, you know, we're just going to have to see, you know, to your point, Thomas, these wins out on the field. You know, they they have to win this game. I mean, coming out of an 0-2 hold, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. Yep. And, again, you know, this is – an opponent that they, they can beat, you know, um, 
they, they just have to do the small things correctly. As I go back to saying, doing the small things correctly to, to get the win. That's what's going to set you up for success. Um, but, you know, again, only time will tell. <laughs> yeah. <Time> will tell. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, David. Again, you, David. I'm going to jump into my next key, if you don't mind, Ron. I've got, I kind of talked about the pass rush. That's that's a key. Everybody can knows that key, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that they got to get after him. The, this whole week, you've got media, you got fans talking about how the Broncos didn't challenge the Raiders deep, right? They, you know, and what I'm going to say right now is the coaches cannot have a knee-jerk reaction. I don't think they will. Sean Payton seems like he's, you know, he's confident in his ability. They cannot force the deep pass. They just can't go out and do it. They need to be very tactical in yes. when they throw deep, and they need to be able to set it up right? They can't, they can't go out there and just throw deep for the sake of throwing deep. Here's why. Mm-hmm. 38.2% completion rate against the commanders at the end of last year when people, when quarterbacks tried to threaten them deep. That is less than an NFL average. So that means that the commanders have a pretty solid defense right. and one out of every 17 passes were ended up in an interception. So you can't force it. You have to set it up. You have to go out there and be very tactful, very mindful of when you're going to go deep with that deep pass. You've got to establish the run, which is another key that I have a specific, specific area of where to establish that run and also use that short passing game in order to pick your points of when you need to go deep. I don't, if this was Vance Joseph head coaching, I would be afraid that it was a knee jerk reaction. They're going to just try and go deep when just because the media is hounding them about it. Right. <laughs> I don't think they're going to, I think uh, Sean Payne's going to be methodical, but they do need to do it. I think they need to, you know, take a couple shots down the field, but be very, very uh, precise and tactful when they do it. I, I think you, uh, Ron, I think you got frozen there. I can't hear you. You're up oh, there. You're back. I think you're back in I can't hear you though. So check your mute. Uh, I'm going to grab Phil McLaughlin here coming in with Facebook stars. We're going to read his comment and then we'll get back to that key, whatever uh, answer you have there, Ron. Phil's coming in saying, good evening, Thomas and Ron. So I better see Mathis have a comeback game and I want to see McLaughlin catch and run. Buckham, mile high huddle for life. You're exactly right. We called it out on this show last week. We said Damari Mathis versus um, uh, Jacoby Myers was a key to the game. He had to step up and he didn't do it. He was awful. And that is a huge reason why the Broncos lost that game because Mathis could not handle his assignment. And it, and unfortunately, he was t- lined up against uh, Devontae Adams as well a few times and he got burned. So Mathis has to have a bounce back game for sure. I also think McLaughlin, uh, I, I want to see a little bit from him. I don't think he needs to be the focal point, but he, he needs to come in and contribute. He came in with a couple plays um, last week wasn't very effective and, but he, he, they need to get him in space. They need to open up the, uh, offense so that they can get him in space so he can use his abilities, uh, maximize his abilities really. Yes. Uh, I, I agree. Thank you, Phil, for coming in. And I'm glad you brought up Mathis because on myhighhuddle.com, I have an article up about Damari Mathis. So please check it out. It's, Regarding, you know, his performance on Sunday, obviously, and two things that he can do better um, because, you know, Jacoby Myers was just getting the best of him. <laughs> Think about every snap. Jacoby Myers was eating his lunch. So, you know, th- there are a few things, particularly in press coverage, 
that I've noticed that he can work on. Um, and, you know, how he turned his body with hip control, um, not playing as much off coverage as well. So, yeah, please go ahead and, and, and read that article. But that's actually um, one of my key players to watch because, again, I want to see the bounce back. I want to see how Damari Mathis does improve, um, especially going up against, again, we know one side of the field is going to be locked down with Patrick Sertan. So McLaurin and Patrick Sertan, that's the battle. But then Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel, you know, they're, they're capable receivers as well. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how Damari Mathis handles you know, his coverage and that ability against one and or both of them. And yeah, to your point on McLaughlin, yeah, I want to see more McLaughlin. I mean, you know, he was the the story of the offseason. You know, he shined. I know, Thomas, you were there in training camp um, in those preseason games. Um, So I want to see, you know, that quick twitch. I want to see that speed. I want to see him just kind of running through the tackles, a catch and run, right? So having him kind of lined up all over the field are some of the things I'm looking forward to seeing as well. But yeah, Phil, I'm right there with you. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to force McLaughlin, right? I, the, the Bronx, uh, the commanders have a solid uh, athletic defensive line and linebackers, right? So I'm going to jump, sorry, Ron, I'm going to jump into my last keys. We're kind of building into the running game here and then I'll, I'll give you the floor to get on your, your keys. But I think the Broncos need to run right at Deron Payne and Montez Sweat right mm-hmm. behind Garrett Bowles and Ben Powers. And they have to do it with quick hitting run plays. They can't have these delay, like slow developing run plays because the backside athletic people like uh, Jonathan Allen and now Chase Young, their linebackers are athletic. They'll, they will be able to stuff, sniff that out, stuff it pretty, pretty quickly from the backside. They need to run right at uh, those two players. Now, Deron paints a solid guy, but Ben mm-hmm. Powers needs to earn his money, right? He got called in. He, this is what he does. He needs to move him. Montres, uh, Montez Sweat, not as a, a good of a run stopper as he's a pass rusher in my mind. Mm-hmm. I think they can go right at them with quick hitting plays, establish that run, right? Establish the run a little bit. They don't have to be great. They don't have to be, you know, turn out huge yardage, but they need to get a, a semblance of a run game um, going early, so that they can uh, they can keep those uh, keep those safeties honest, really. So that that's my next key. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, to to counteract that that defensive front, yeah, you just have to run right at them. And you know, we have the horses to do it. You know, I, with with Pookie, you know, I I I can definitely see that happening. So yeah, just kind of running the ball right at this pass rush to kind of ease the pass rush. Um, obviously, with running the ball that increases the time of possession so that that would be definitely a good strategy and a key to victory yep yeah yeah we got uh, um osvaldo espinosa coming in uh jumping in on riley moss says do you guys think riley moss makes an immediate impact do you sit mathis if he flips and that that's a good question because we're we are going to get into injuries but I'll, I'll i'll address moss now he's a full go it's the first time that he's been fully healthy really that we get to see meaningful football from him i don't know how much he's going to play though. I, it's, it's hard to say they, they love him though. The Broncos coaches love Riley Moss. He he's probably going to get some special teams play. If he, if he's active, uh, they're going to have to do something. If Mathis can't, if he can't step up to the, uh, 
you know, to the plate, do the, you know, and shut down his guy, then they, they'll have to do something. But there's, it's not just Riley Moss. You've got, uh, um, you've got McMillan in there to, to do it. You got the, the Fabian Monroe is a, a vet that could, could step in. So they have some options. I don't know if it will be Riley Moss or not. It seems like a, a bit of a rush to throw him in as kind of the next, next person up if Mathis falters, but I don't know. They like him though. So I, I'm not sure, but he, he is, Fully healthy. They, they he passed the uh, he's, he said uh, that last uh, um, injured uh, report says he's full go. So we'll we'll hopefully see him. We'll hopefully get to see get some eyes on on how he can do, how he can perform. Yes, Osvaldo, and I think I agree with everything Thomas just said. You know, I, I think Raleigh Moss to start off probably be on on special teams. Yeah, but if Mathis continues to struggle throughout the season, you know, there has to be a change. Um, and you know, he'd be the, the next one up. <laughs> um, and of course we do have the other options. McMillan did have some good plays in the preseason as well. So that that's an option, but yeah, I don't think an immediate impact if he does play, but, um, cause I, I think again, I think Mathis will come around because in the article I wrote, you know, I referenced last year as well how Demari Mathis struggled early last year especially in that uh I think it was that week four matchup against the Chargers yeah. and he did bounce back so I'm expecting a bounce back from Demari Mathis um but yeah if that doesn't happen yep I, I can maybe see Moss coming in to help but we, only time will tell we will see yeah. we'll see yeah and, and I think Mathis had a much better camp than what he showed in that first week and I don't, I don't know what happened, why he kind of fell down, uh, didn't produce how people thought he was going to produce. He, he was, he's a better player than what he showed. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that he bounces back. Yeah. Give a shout out to Dominic Martin coming in, saying, "Hey, Tom and Ron, Orange and Blue rocks. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the compliment. Uh, we are going to be bringing you this pregame show every week, every Saturday when there's a Sunday game. So uh, hopefully." This week we are our matchups are just as accurate as they were last time. So we'll keep this thing rolling. So mile high salute to bro- my Broncos family. Winning tomorrow is imperative. Mile high huddle for life. Absolutely, yes. it is imperative because you don't want to jump into that zero and two hole for sure. Peter Peter Middleton's coming in saying good morning from Singapore. Well, thank you thank for coming you. in from and watching us. I really appreciate that. Thank so you. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And we got RD coming in. With a super chat. Thank you so much for the support and the comment. Really appreciate it. It says, Hal hasn't been quick to get rid of the ball. Gregory should have a big game. If he keeps playing like last week, another contract mistake, he asks. Absolutely. It's going to be huge. If Obviously, the weak link of that <laughs> a Redskin, I meant uh, Commanders. I keep <laughs> They changed their name, so now I can't remember yeah. what it is. That weak link is Andrew Wiley. It showed up big time last week when they played the Cardinals. He was getting mm-hmm. beat like a rug. So mm-hmm. Gregory had better have a big game. He has to. Or, or you're right, RD. If he doesn't, if he can't come up big in this game against Wiley, yeah, it's a huge contract mistake. What yeah. No, I, I I'm right there with you, Thomas. And you're right that you know that that tackle play last week against the Cardinals with Wiley that 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 was bad. So I would expect. You know, we knock on wood here that Gregory <laughs> does bounce back. Um, I wouldn't say bounce back, but definitely just kind of come be the player that we know he is, be that impact player that he can be. Um, so he should definitely have have a big game. But yeah, if if, if he doesn't, 
I mean, it's definitely a contract mistake because you got to look about, you got to look at it from a few different angles already. You know, he hasn't been available a lot. <laughs> and then when he is available, what, what has he produced? You know, so, you know, if, if those things don't, you know, come to fruition, we can definitely see a contract mistake. Um, but, you know, we're, 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 we're going to be optimistic and say that Gregory does does produce and have a good game. Yeah, and, and he's one of my guys that I'm going to predict some stats for. So hopefully nice. uh, hopefully it will be make people happy. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think it will. But, yeah, he's one of my predictions. I'm just going to give a shout-out here to Tim Watkins. Thank you for being in, uh, in the chat. Yes. Um, Tim, appreciate you being here. And uh, hopefully you can uh, throw a comment in there that we can uh, we can read and, and uh, you know, talk about. So thank you for being here. Appreciate it. You want to jump into your, uh, your next queue, Ron? Do you have another one? Yeah, so I can jump into, I want to highlight, um, you know, a, a few different, I, I did mention the Michael Genji Chase Young, I alluded to that. But I'm also, one of my key matchups is Fuller and or Forbes, so the cornerbacks versus Jerry Judy. Hmm. Now, you know, as you guys know, Jerry Judy will be back in this lineup tomorrow. <laughs> so that should get everyone excited. <laughs> and I expect, I think the last I heard, there's no snap count limitations. He's full go. Um, and so I'm expecting this offense to open up um, a little bit more now that Jerry Judy's back in the fold. So I would say that the matchup I'm looking for, I, I looked at some of the stats for Fuller and Forbes last week um, against the Cardinals. Fuller didn't have any pass breakups. I think Forbes had one. Um, I think Forbes is the rookie. So I'm, I'm expecting Jerry Judy with that route running prowess to get his targets, get his yards, you know, at the top of the route, you know, in space, those yards after catch. And I, I just don't see, you know, how the corners or how the secondary for the commanders are going to uh, adjust to that. So all in all, I'm expecting Jerry Judy to come back and have a very good game. Good. Well, you know, that's another another full participant in practice on the injury report. So uh, we're, we're kind of sneaking in some of the injury reports. I'm going to just go ahead and do do them all right now. So Dulcich was uh, injured, went to IR. He's gone for four weeks. Uh, Frank Clark is out for a few weeks. He didn't go to short-term IR, so he's probably expected back in in at least uh, three, you know, three weeks or less. Then you got Judy, DJ Jones, and Riley Moss were all on the injured report this week, and now they're full participants. So we we are expecting them to be ready to go. No, no setbacks. No, uh, you know, the, Riley Moss could be a game day inactive. Maybe we'll see, but I expect DJ Jones, Jerry Judy to be out there for sure. Phil McLaughlin. Coming in with Facebook stars. Thank you, uh, Phil, for that. Really appreciate it, as always. Uh, and love your love you being here in the in the chat and uh, throwing out the comments, especially predictions. He says, well, guys, my predictions. Russ is getting 200-plus yards passing. Total points, 38. Javante gets over 50 yards rushing. Your thoughts. We are going to get to that for sure. And, and uh, I'm going to throw one out there now just because, right? We're, we're going to get to our stats predictions, but I'm going to throw Javante out there because you're talking about Javante. Javante Williams 
have a, is going to have a, a fairly good game. Mm-hmm. Not going to be crazy high stats, but they're going to establish the run against a pretty tough defense. Giovanni's going to go 15 carries, 75 yards this game. I, I don't think he's. They're still going to platoon him with uh, with P Ryan, so I don't think he's going to get a lot more carries than that. But he's going to be efficient and effective mm-hmm. in that running game, running behind Ben Powers and and Garrett Bowles for the most part. I think uh, really going out there and getting that tough yardage you know, with, the, with that tough defensive line and athletic linebackers. That's, that's my prediction for Javante Phil. So thank you for uh, coming in with the support. Yeah, that's a good one, Phil. Um, the, the, I mean, I, I would say I would agree most of those now that the total points, <laughs> I'm not sure if 38 is going to happen tomorrow. I mean, I would love for us, the Broncos to score 38 points, but yeah, that seems reasonable. Um, Javante Williams with yeah, 50 yards, um, rushing, uh Russ with over 200 I, I think that's reasonable and should set them up for for a win tomorrow yeah so yeah good, good prediction yeah for yeah we'll see give a uh, shout out to Facebook user I, I wish I knew who it was uh but you know coming in saying evening man talk about a must win we can't lose two at home to start the season go Broncos yeah especially at home I mean this this used to be Home used to be almost always a win. I cannot stand that they can't take care of business at home anymore. It is agonizing. It's agonizing to the fans, and it needs to turn around. They have got to turn this ship around and start winning these games, especially winnable games at home. So thank you for coming in with that comment. Uh, Really appreciate it. All right, so my next matchup, right? The one matchup that's going to be key, and I like, I love this guy, actually. I, he's one of my favorite players on the Broncos, Quinn Miners. Mm. I love his aggressive, love how he plays. He's still got some learning to do, still got some game to do, but he is going up against Jonathan Allen. Jonathan mm-hmm. Allen is a great player. He's going to have his hands full. If he can win more battles than losing, if he can, if he can really kind of handle his business, that's going to be a key matchup. And they may have to give him some help or whatnot, but Miners is going to go toe-to-toe with arguably their their best player, I think, on defense, really. Uh, Jonathan Allen is a, is a very good player. That's a key matchup, and uh, he, has, he has to come through. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a good one. Yeah, he, he does. I mean, yeah. you know, again, you know, the, the whole offensive line, Thomas, you know, they, they just have to <laughs> – they all have to come through, especially against this this defensive front. Uh, you know, you know, part of me does think, you know, that Miners will have a good game and can hold his own against uh, Jonathan Allen. But you know, again, we we, we we remains to be seen. And again, you know, with Chase Young being back in the in the rotation, is that adds another. <laughs> You know, defensive big stop presence. So that Broncos just going to have their hands full overall. But you know, if they can win a lot of those matchups, as you mentioned, right? You know, running right at them, I, I think that can put them, yep, in position for success. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to RD calling his shot, th- saying he's a he or she. I, I don't know who who it is, RD. I don't know your 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 name, but uh, it's great that you're here and thank you for the support that you do give us. Thanks. Uh, he, says I think Mims will have the biggest game. Peyton said they need bigger plays. Yeah, it, it's you know Mims people are uh you know Luke Patterson uh my co-host on Wednesday he wrote an article Mims is a key it's one of his keys to the game and getting him getting him going is important the, the guy can the guy has uh speed he has elusiveness getting some uh big plays from him would be mm-hmm. um, would be incredible so I hope so I, I really do I, I hope he has a big game but I'm not 
I'm a little less optimistic. I think he's might get a play or two that's big, but I, I think they're still, you know, it's a tough defense. So uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how many big plays he's going to make. We'll see. Uh, uh, but I hope so. I really do. Yeah. Artie, they just need to use him more. You know, I, I think if he gets more targets, um, I, I think that would help with some of the bigger plays because he does have big playability. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw that at, at Oklahoma. So he does have big playability. Just, you know, get him, you know, running down the field and, you know, getting those balls. Um, he can probably do some 50-50 balls, use them on the screens, you know. So kind of finding different innovative ways to use him getting him a little bit more involved, kind of somewhat similar to like a KJ Hamler role or what KJ Hamler was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I, I think that would, you know, pay dividends with his offense. Yeah. So, yeah. You listen to Orange and Blue View pregame show for uh, tomorrow. And this is Ron White, my co-host. I'm Thomas Hall. So uh, make sure you turn in, tune in on Saturdays. We're going to keep this rolling all year long, all season long, I should say. We're going to have this pregame show. We're going to be talking about these things. Come in, check out, see if, if we are accurate in what we're talking about. Lawrence Vera coming in with some Facebook stars. Nice to see you, Lawrence, as always. Appreciate the support. With a question, do you guys think tickets were selling slow at first so the owners upped the stakes and started giving rings out? I mean, it might work on me. Yeah, I, I saw that, giving the commemorative uh, Super Bowl ring out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if tickets were slow or not. Uh, it, it is possible. I just don't know. I mean, I haven't looked... I, I'm not, I haven't been looking to see what the ticket prices were or anything like, so I can't really give you any, um, any insight to that, but I will say it's a cool thing to do. That's a, that's yeah. a cool looking ring. The first, I think 25,000 fans mm-hmm. that come into the stadium, get it. So, uh, I, I mean, that would be, uh, to me, that's, that's a cool thing to do. Uh, but I don't know what the, uh, what the impetus was for it. So, uh, any insight, Ron at all? Yeah, thank you, Lawrence. And I'm not sure either. It could possibly um, be the reason why they, they were giving out the rings. But yeah, I I, I can't say for sure. Um, you know, the, the Broncos fans are still, I, I think, you know, ticket sales are still good. There's still a lot of support, you know, from fans are still going to games. Although it could be a little bit slower than normal, but um, possibly. Yeah, but I'm not sure. And we got Ted. Young Tyrone coming in asking uh, with Frank Clark, with Frank Clark Clark out, do you start Drew Sanders at edge rusher? No, no, you don't. Uh, the starters actually, um, Jonathan Cooper, he leapfrogged Frank Clark in the depth chart. He played, but I thought he played better through camp and preseason. So it's it's Jonathan Cooper and it's Randy Gregory as your starters. However, I wrote about it. People talked about it. Drew Sanders was absent from the defense when they needed a playmaker. Now, I I did not I didn't understand that. That really bothered me because you heard Sean Payton get up on that podium and say that Drew Sanders makes a play every practice that nobody else can make. So why when they needed that impact play was he nowhere to be seen on the defense? I get it. I get he's a rookie. He's going to make some rookie mistakes, but they lost anyway. So who cares? He he should have been out there um, trying to make a play and we saw it in that preseason game a big interception a run back he fumbled it at the end which was a mistake uh but we saw his ability get him some packages out there whether it means you know him rushing from the inside uh you know some sort of blitz get him into coverage do something have a package for drew sanders 
So he can come out there and make that play that they're talking about. I saw one, right? I saw one play that they're talking about in preseason. Uh, so if he's making one every every game or every practice, then I, I think I expect to see a lot more from him, especially as he grows into that role. Your thoughts on, on Drew Sanders? Well, yeah, I, I agree, Thomas. I mean, isn't that why the Denver Broncos drafted him? Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. so you need to use him if, if that was your purpose. Like we saw in college how good he is in coverage. And there were a few times where the Broncos defense definitely needed that person out there to make a big play in coverage. So you draft him for that reason. Why not put him out there? Like what, you know, what could it have harmed? Um, and you're right that that preseason play where, you know, he did, I think he picked off and then he ran back and then they fumbled again. But, you know, these are the, the plays and the traits that you see from him. And, you know, this defense can can use that, you know, and but yeah, young, I, I wouldn't put him out there. Definitely not, you know, out outside, but have some pressure packages, including him, because I think we we, we didn't see that on Sunday. Nope. So if you can have him in a lot of those pressure packages coming in and blitzing Howell at times, that'll be great. Um, but they, they definitely need to use him more. Um so that this defense can can be better and be sound. Yep. So it's gonna get a shout out to Todd Ostorf coming in saying hello to us. Thank you, Todd, for being here. Appreciate right. it. Thanks for uh thanks for coming into the chat. We also got uh Dominic coming in uh late saying good evening, Thomas Ron Scott and Bronx Country. Hope we get a win tomorrow in honor of our back-to-back Super Bowls. Yeah. Absolutely thanks for being here, Dominic. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean it would be great. It would be nice to see uh you know that they had a, a bunch of uh ex players that were on that team at the headquarters also uh ring of famers saw a bunch of pictures with the uh, carl mecklenburg rod smith you know the usual suspects so it, you know it's nice to see that they're bringing them back into the fold you know kind of uh honoring them so mm-hmm. i i hope they get a win too dominic really appreciate that so uh thanks for coming in and saying Thank that coming here all right i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out another uh player to watch ron and nobody's talking about him Cortland sutton mm-hmm He's the player to watch. Judy, yes. I'm glad Judy's back. I think he can be a factor. Mims, the deep guy, can be a factor. The The thing is, like I said early in the show, the, one of the keys is to go deep tactfully, right? Yep. Make sure that you're, you're not going deep for the sake of going deep. That means you have to be able to open them up with a short passing game. I think if you put um, you put Sutton in the 50-50 ball situation, if he's on uh, – uh, Fuller out there. He's got four inches, five inches on him. I think uh, I he's, he, he's a 50, 50 ball guy. Go out there and, and let him go up and get it. You know, get, move those chains, keep those, uh, keep those third downs manageable. You don't have to go deep on every play, but give it to Sutton. Let him go get the ball against Fuller. That's who they're going to put on him and have him go up and get that ball and, you know, get five, six, seven yards. That's what you need. You know, you need to get those, those chunk plays, so that now they're going to have when when they're doing that they're going to have to start to move somebody over to help them and that's going to open up those deeper plays. So feed Sutton as mm-hmm. you know many times as you can. And last week Sutton was having a great game and they com- then they completely ignored him. Yeah. They just went away from him. They actually went away from the game plan. Really, yeah. they they were mixing in great first down runs and passes. And then every time they went to run run run, they were they were that uh, was non scoring plays. They need, and that was a mistake by Sean Payton. I think they need to go back to Sutton, 
give him, feed him the ball and let him go up there and get it. I think he can have a pretty solid game in the, that short kind of passing game. Yeah, that's a good one, Thomas. Um, yeah. And as you mentioned, Sutton was involved early in the offense um, last week. And it's just like, it, it's a head scratcher as to why they went away from him. So yep. yeah. Using him to move the chains, you know, kind of just being that possession guy on third down, going up and getting the ball, um, that 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 would be great, you know, because I think a lot of again with Judy coming back, I do think a lot of that focus will be on him, and you know that that does and 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 man coverage that does allow Sutton to go up and get it and and move. So um, absolutely, we'll see how they use him, but yeah, that that's definitely um, that's definitely a good player to watch. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if we're right again. Uh, hopefully we are. But Peter Milton's coming in with a bold prediction saying that little Humphrey, little Jordan Humphrey scores the first TD again, establishes himself on the 53. Absolutely. That happened. That already happened. They moved. They elevated him to the 53 man roster this week uh, right away. I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't know it was going to happen so soon. But it happened because of an injury. You know, you once injury happens, they move him to IR uh, and that. Caden Stearns was lost. They immediately moved to little Jordan Humphrey into 53, but they also want another one. They, they promoted uh, Dwayne Washington to the 53 man mm-hmm. roster as well, running back. Mm-hmm. So they're bringing people up um, from the practice squad to the roster. And it's mostly due to injuries, right? You know, Dulcich just got moved to injured reserve. He's going to be on there for at least four weeks with that hamstring injury. So they decided to put a running back on uh, instead of bringing in a tight end from somewhere. And I know people are are wondering, what are they going to do now that Dulcich is gone? Adam Troutman's a capable tight end. I know people have uh, been down on him because he couldn't get yards after the catch. He needs to be a little bit more aware, a little bit more body control, obviously. But he he plays. He's a sol- he was a solid uh, player in camp and preseason. Uh, and I and I want to see what Nate Atkins t- can do as well. I was impressed with Nate Adkins. I think he deserved that spot on the 53 man roster from what he did. Uh, undrafted rookie. Uh, I, I want to see what he does. I, I imagine he is going to be, uh, he was a game day inactive last week. I imagine he's going to be active this week and you'll see some plays for him. Yeah. And thank you, Peter, for coming in to that point. I, I want to, I know we're getting to stat projections here shortly, but low Jordan Humphrey was actually one of my stat projections. <laughs> And I had him ending the day tomorrow with four receptions on seven targets, 61 receiving yards, and scoring the first touchdown. Um, so, yeah, well, again, with Judy back in the fold, it's just I just can't reiterate how excited I'm to, I am to see Judy back in this offense because I just feel like it's going to open things up so much more. And you're, you're right, Thomas, that another key player to watch for me on my list was Adam Chapman. You know, Last week, he, he caught all of his targets, um, five for five, 34 yards. Um, I, I want to see kind of how he builds upon that, you know, now that Dulcich is out on IR. Um, and I want to see that blocking skills as well, because we know he, he's he's pretty good on the blocking side. So, um, yeah. yeah, look for him to maybe kind of step it up a little bit as well. Um, you know, when Sutton's not there, maybe Chopman kind of getting the ball and moving the chains. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to him too. Yeah. We got Phil coming in. Thank you, Phil, with some more Facebook stars. So again, always uh, appreciate the support. He's uh, saying uh, one thing not mentioned much, but golly, we have to stop critical penalties and get our special teams play better. You're absolutely right, Phil. It it needs to be talked about more because that is the same thing that we talked about early in the show. I talked about yesterday on Legends of Mile High. Um, 
little things are what get you wins. Doing the little things right. Stupid penalties. Knowing that you cannot lead with the crown of your helmet. Even, even though I cannot stand the fact that they throw a flag every time it's a big hit. No matter what. A big hit, they throw a flag. I don't like it, but that's the rules. You know you can't lead with your helmet, so don't do it. Don't make those critical penalties. And so you're right. Absolutely. The one thing that I, I was impressed, they didn't put the ball on the ground. I, I That's something that has improved. But the penalties have to be cleaned up. Now, there wasn't a ton of like really bad penalties. I mean, those two uh, uh, unnecessary roughness or whatever they're calling it now, uh, uh, you know, the hit on on uh, Jimmy G and then the, the hit on uh, Myers, those, you know, those are bang, bang plays. I get it, but don't lead with your helmet. You know better. So you're right. They, they have to do that. And it would be nice to see our special team, uh, the Bronx special teams play better. I, I think Mims almost had one. He almost got loose. I think, I think you're going to see him take one to the house this year. I mean, you're going to see it, but yeah, you're right. You got to have better kicking. You got to have competent kicking. You got to, you know, you have to play all three phases, Phil. So you're, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, not much to add, Thomas. I think you summed it up perfectly. And I would say with the with the costly and critical penalties, I mean, these are veterans we're talking about here, especially with Kareem Jackson. You know, it's <laughs> you know, we, you know, you should know better than to leave with the crown on your helmet. You know that's going to draw the flag. So again, it's it's the little things, it's the awareness, you know, in critical moments and not losing the game it's you know again learning things like that of learning not to lose yeah because again those things can can cost you games um so if, if they can clean that up and i know peyton um this week did stress that that you know after the game i think the number of penalties was just a bit a tick too high for him and i agree it, it was hopefully if you can emphasize cutting down on that you know that that should definitely help this team out but I will say one thing about the special teams. There were some special teams um, impact, though. So yes. that one punt that uh, Dixon put down at the five, that set up their score, right? Because mm -hmm. they, you know, they put them deep in the, their own territory. They they made them have to work for uh, for that uh, drive, and they were able to get the ball back and, and score. So there are some positives, right? Mm -hmm. But they're, you know, first game of the season, they need to work that out. But they focused on special teams. They brought three coaches in specifically for special teams they drafted some players specifically for special teams in my mind yep. and we need to see the benefits and the rewards of that emphasis and i'm hoping that it happens you know this second this week right this <laughs> week too that better start happening yep. because if they're they're doing the special teams full pause and it costs them the game they they've invested a lot in it and that <laughs> that investment doesn't isn't reaping rewards yes all right, so Ron, did did you have any uh, key matchups or keys left? Do you want to go on to our uh, prediction stats predictions? Yeah, we can move on to the stat predictions. Um, All right. I, yeah, I just did the little Jordan Humphrey one, um, so that was my first. Um, I did have Jerry Judy, of course, coming back in with seven receptions on ten targets, about one hundred and three receiving yards, and a touchdown. So you, you have Jerry Judy at seven and one hundred and three and a touchdown. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah, All right. Mm -hmm. nice. Again, I, I think his, his impact is, is understated, at least in my opinion, it's, it's understated. So he, he's going to come back and, you know, provide a boost to this offense. Um, and then Samaj P. Ryan, 
Um, I have not getting in the end zone, but I do have him for five carries for about 40 yards rushing. Um, one reception on two targets um, for 20 receiving yards. So again, you know, I know Pookie's probably going to get most of the work as they, you know, put him back in the fold. But yeah, let's not forget about P. Ryan um, as well with that one-two punch. All right. Uh, I already said my Javante prediction. I said he's going to go 15 for 75. Not a not a spectacular day, but solid. You know, efficient. Uh, nice running. Uh, get that running game going and keeping it. You know, keeping him keeping the defense honest. I also think Gregory is actually going to come around and actually show folks why he's actually a starting edge rusher. He's going to have two sacks, and they're going to be important sacks in this game. He's going to have a little bit of a bounce back, and hopefully that those impact plays will uh, really change the course of the game. So Randy Gregory going to beat Wiley. Uh, I think he's just he's just he's too good to you know to be shut down by by Andrew Wiley. It's just he's just too good. So he and he I'd be better because if he doesn't, man, it's it's going to be a long night. Yes. And then I have Sutton going for uh, five catches for ninety five yards. He's going to have a big. He's going to have one big one uh, yards after the catch. But he's going to uh, he's going to be impressive. Not huge numbers, but impressive enough that that the um, you know he's going to be able to move the chains and whatnot. So those are my three guys. I think they. I think it's not going to be as spectacularly uh, you know from a statistic standpoint. On offense, it's not going to be spectacular. I think that um, you know they're going to have efficient games, but that the commander's defense is pretty solid, so they're mm-hmm. going to have to work for those yards. They're going to have to work yeah. for those first downs, and uh, uh, you know, I, I just I just think that they you know it's going to be it's going to be a slog. It's just going to be a slog. So we've got Peter Middleton coming, saying, and I can see Judy not playing much due to the injury, just active, so the commanders have to plan for him. I mean, it's a possibility, but the the thing it is, Peter, is um, if they're full go, if they're not questionable, that means they're they're ready to play. Uh, and whether or not they give him a little bit of a, a you know limit him a little bit, he's going to be out there on the field. He's going to be playing. He's going to see some targets, um, and you know maybe they'll rotate him a little bit more than they would normally. But like you know what we saw with uh, with Javante Williams. Yeah, I thought they were going to limit him for a while, but he was out there carrying the ball week one. You know, he was he was having a load uh, that I ex- you know expect from a starter, right? So, uh, hopefully, Judy can make an impact, and he needs to be out there. He's one of their one of their star receivers. He needs to be out there making an impact. Yeah, I mean that's a good that's an interesting perspective, Peter. Um, but yeah, I, I do think you know he's he's full go, um, and you know. Peyton, I know at offseason and his schemes, they they heavily rely on, you know, kind of that separation getting open. And that that's what Judy does best. I mean, that's Broncos number one receiver. So, yep. you know, if he's if he doesn't have any injuries, if he's good to go, he's he's going to play. Um, yep. I'll we'll, we'll definitely see him tomorrow. And and really, this is going to be like I said, it's going to be slug. The, the better defense is going to have to come up with an impact play and, yeah. and, and to turn the tide. Last week, we didn't see that. I mean, we definitely saw Cream uh, Jackson get that interception in the end zone, but there was there was nothing that they did other than that that really gave their offense an advantage. Right. And if they're going to do the short passing, they're going to do the running. They're not going to have these a lot of big play. You know, going downfield a lot and quick scores. The Broncos defense is going to have to have a play that stops a drive or gets a turnover so that they can give their offense 
another chance. Six six drives, six yeah. drives last week. The lowest total in years mm-hmm. for the Broncos. Incredible. They were the offense was efficient, but the defense just didn't give them more chances. It yeah. was it was one of those games where it was just like when you look back on it, you you can't believe that it was six drives. It was only six offensive drives and the the Raiders only had six really seven. as well because they had yeah. that kneel down so so technically mm-hmm. seven but um yeah I I uh I, I, the the defense has to come up pretty big uh Tim Watkins is coming out with his prediction Russell Wilson's gonna have four touchdowns and two interceptions well I hope he doesn't have those two interceptions I hope <laughs> he has the four four touchdowns as a Broncos yes. fan but you're you're right. He may throw a pick because, like I said earlier, the, the the commanders don't. They're not no joke. They've got a good defense. Yeah, with the pressure. Yeah, the pressure yeah. can definitely get to Russ and cause and force an interception. Um, again, we're we're hoping that that doesn't happen. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a nice clean game from Wilson like it was last week. But yeah, that just emphasizes this this defense for the commanders is it is no joke. And I want Russell Wilson to have a, a big game just because I'm tired of, uh, you know, the ESPN, you know, they, they say so his job's on the line. I mean, that's ridiculous. His job's not on the line. He actually played pretty well. If you're looking at the box score, yeah, you could say, oh, he, you know, he didn't have a very big game, but he actually had a pretty efficient game. He just didn't have many chances. I want him to have the big game so we don't have to listen to them you know, saying this nonsense anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting tired of it, really. I think, so, yeah, you're talking about, I think it was speak for yourself on – FS1, I think it. I yeah, think I don't. Yeah, but a lot of people. Was, yeah, they just. Yeah, do the yeah. homework is all I gotta say. If you're gonna talk about somebody, do the homework. Do the don't research. just, right. you know, don't just say stuff to say it. Greg Smith's coming in with a great point, right? Asking, will we see more pressure from Zach Allen this week? Mm. Zach Allen was a game wrecker in practice. I'm not game wrecker, but he he was wreaking havoc in camp. I was I he was one of the stars of camp unbelievable it was like constantly in fact we kept making comments that they're gonna have to take Allen out just so they can run their offense for a while right it was it was that he was that good but yet he he hasn't really shown up much in preseason or the games so i don't know if that play when that play is going to uh from camp is going to show up in games but it needs to and that yeah they have to get some inside pressure on them too it can't just be up to the edge rusher so I'm hoping to see more of Zach Allen. I'm hoping to see more of what I saw in camp because if if we see the Zach Allen we saw in camp against this Commanders team, he is going to wreak havoc on that offensive line and Sam Howell. He just will, and in the running backs for that matter. Yeah, Greg, this is this is a good point. Um, that that was actually one of my questions as well. Kind of left me stumped as to again the the, the lack of pressure. The outside and inside and the interior. Like, where is Zach Allen? You you brought him in for this reason. So, again, I would hope with, you know, Vance Joseph's scheme, some of these packages, we're able to see a lot of that inside pressure, which which Zach Allen can present. But, yeah, I mean, we, we're going to need him. And like you said, Thomas, as you mentioned, and I know I've been hearing other rumblings from camp, you know, he, he was wrecking shop. So yep. to have that on the field can definitely help this defense out as well. Peter Milton is uh, calling his shot, saying it's a very going to be a low-scoring game. I think it will as well. He's saying 2013 Broncos. So let's get into our game predictions, Ron. I know we did the Mile High Roundtable, but we've got to do our predictions on on this show as well. So what is the game? What is your game prediction? So yes, my game prediction for tomorrow. 
Um, I do expect, you know, and I emphasize, you know, that defensive front, you know, with Allen, um, Sweat, Payne, again, Chase Young coming. You know, the Broncos have to run right at them. So that that running game is definitely um, going to be emphasized tomorrow with timely passes. So, again, the, the help of Judy should open up that offense with passes down the field to Mims, to Sutton, to Judy, um, Troutman. Expect some of those, you know, quick passes as well, catching out of the backfield from Pookie and uh, Samaje P. Ryan. So, you know, based on that, it's, it's it, it should set you up for success. But I call out in this round table, it's the defense that has to step up. Again, we did not see that last week. I do see the defense, you know, bouncing back, forcing a few turnovers. Um, and I do have the Broncos winning. So <laughs> my pick is Broncos 24, Commanders 14. All right. We got some uh, more predictions. Phil came in with a prediction. Orange Bucky's coming in with Judy's going to dominate. Young Tyrone's coming in 31-20 Broncos. They can't afford to lose any more games. Yeah, the predictions are rolling in, and I'm a naysayer, and I feel bad about it. I I hate, you know, going against the Broncos. I've watched them for 40 years. I've always hoped that they would win every game. But until they show me that they know how to win consistently, it's hard for me to pick them to win anymore. It really is because we've just watched them lose. I've I've picked so many games for them to win, and then they, they winnable games they end up losing. It's going to be a close one. I say 2017. Commanders are going to take it because the Broncos haven't learned how to win yet, and it, it's not a snap of Sean Payton's fingers that's going to fix it. Uh, you know, if they make the same mistakes that they were making last week, uh, it's it's going to be a tough. They're going to be put in a tough spot. Now, I'm not real confident in that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not real confident. I hope the Broncos can can really come out and just, uh, you know, just lay waste to the the Commanders. Uh, but that's that's my prediction. And until, like I said, until they can show me that they can win consistently, it's hard to pick them. And and the reason why, Ron, is I went through and I looked at all of the, um, I looked at all of the uh, uh, players on, or starters on this team. There's only six of them that have had a history uh, of games where they uh, were, uh, you know, have a winning record from all the teams that they played for. So out of 22 players, and one of them is Russell Wilson, he's got the best record. But the rest of them, and, and Gregory's only two games above 500. And now it's one game after losing this this last game. They don't. They haven't been able to understand what it takes. If they are always losing, that's their mentality. And I'm sorry, that's that's what I have to go with. And, uh, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I just, that's all I gotta say. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. So, uh, and Phil's, yeah. Phil's coming and saying, uh, we understand. So thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, Phil, <laughs> really appreciate that. RD's coming in with the prediction mm. 24 to six Broncos. Awesome. I hope so. Oh, and, uh, uh, Tim Watkins coming in, uh, saying that uh, oh, his engagement is going well to Orange Bucky. So great! Uh, congratulations. congratulations on being engaged. Didn't know that, Tim. Yeah. Uh, congratulations from from all of us at Mile High Huddle, uh, and uh, thank you for thank you for sharing that. All right. It is at the top of the hour, Ron, and we are going to have to wrap up the show. So I just want to kind of close out by saying saying a couple things. We 
just wrap up the show a little bit. We gave you our key matchups, the big ones that we both really uh, were. Pass rush is huge. Uh, establishing that running game, being you know tactful in their deep throws. Gave you some stat predictions. Go back and check it out. But this is going to be our our show. We are going to dig in deep to the stats, to the analytics, to the film, and we're going to bring you more in depth pregame show than you'll get just about anywhere else because we're we're going to take the time to do it all week, and we're going to come at you with that stuff every time there's a game on Sunday. You can count on us uh, being here for that pregame show on Saturday night. Ron, any last closing words before we uh, call it a night? Yeah, so again, thank you everyone for tuning in to our show this evening. You know, we appreciate all of you. And just a reminder, for those who um, we will see at the meet and greet on October 22nd. So that is the Broncos matchup against the Green Bay Packers. Again, there will be a big blue tent Mile High Huddle Tent, and you will see Chad, Zach, all of us here, or at least most of us at the tent. And again, come and say, hey, let's do meet and greet, shake our hands, let's talk Broncos. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be a gas, guys. Um, but yes, enjoy the game tomorrow. I am hoping, and I think we all are hoping <laughs> for a Broncos victory tomorrow. We need to get back on the right track. Um, because I think as a few of you alluded to, the, the the schedule gets harder, especially with the week three matchup against the Dolphins. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully the Broncos will come out on the winning end tomorrow. And see what happens. Orange Bucky's going to be there at the meet and greet, coming in from San Antonio. Thank you so much. I think Thank all you, the man. podcasters are on the docket to be there. So I think yep. every if you have a favorite show or a favorite podcaster, I think we're all going to be there. So show up. Say hi. We'll talk any, you know, about anything. So thank you so much uh, for being there. Greg Smith's uh, going to close this out saying thanks, Thomas and Ron. Great podcast tonight. So I'm just going to say thank you, Broncos country, for being here on your Saturday night. I know it's college football. It's hard to, to tear yourself away from that type of stuff to come watch us, but we really appreciate it. We are going to be the definitive Broncos pregame show going forward. So thank you so much. Have a great night, and hopefully – Tomorrow, we'll have some uh, good news. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.